0: From his glory
1: Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you for another opportunity to come in your house this evening, Father. To be in the presence of the almighty God, the creator of heaven and earth. As this song has expressed it so well. Father Lord, you didn't have to come down, but your love constrained you to come down. To die on our behalf, to take our place the judgment of our sins was was upon you father to declare us in order to declare us that we are the very righteousness of God father we don't know how to even express our gratitude towards you father for that love that you have expressed towards us but Lord if the words could have the meaning Lord you know our heart and how we desire to tell you that we love you we appreciate you father we appreciate your word we appreciate, Father, the work of Calvary. We appreciate, Father, in that work, we have found redemption. We have found healing. We have found reconciliation back to you. Father, we are so grateful. Let your name be praised, Father. Our hearts are delighted. Lord, we give you everything that we have. We return our love back to you, Father. Lord, you are so precious to us. We give you the glory and the honor. May you take the remand of the service. Thank you for the atmosphere. Thank you for preparing our heart, Father, to receive the word. Father, Lord Jesus Christ, you have started the work. May you continue with us, Father, until the last prayer, Lord, for the service. The last song, Father, for this service this evening. Remember those who are in need. Remember, Father, those who are sick among us, Father. May you heal them. Remember those who are backslidden, Father. May you bring them back. Remember our loved ones, Father, Lord, who don't have the understanding and the revelation yet. Father, we keep claiming each and every one of them. Not looking, Father, the symptoms and how bad, how, how low they have become. But we look, Father, at the promise of God. And we believe that you are still the same yesterday, today, and forever. Father, remember the family, the Collins family. May you comfort them, Father, in this time of loss. On in this time where they fill that empty place, may you, Father, fill that empty place with your presence. Remember, Father, Lord, the Malcolm family as well, Lord. May also the arms of, of, of comfort be around them, Lord. We commit each and every one of them to you in the name of Jesus Christ. We don't want to forget our dear brother Ed as we'll be ministering, our Father, and traveling back. May your precious hands be upon him, Lord. We love you and appreciate you and bless each one. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray, amen. amen. Thank you, Brother Marian, the musicians. God bless you. Amen. I greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. This evening. Thank you, Sister Naomi, for the special. This was a, I really enjoyed that. Give me Jesus, I'd rather have Jesus than anything else, amen. I believe it's your desire this evening, and I'll be talking about the desire this evening, amen. I invite you to go to the Word of God, I'm sure you appreciate and enjoy the service this morning, and the inspiration from Wednesday, and it's continued today, and you have enjoyed that, may God bless you richly, brother Andrew. And for pouring your heart and God inspiring you. And uh, the word of God keeps unveiling, amen. You might think that I've read this or even one word, but that one word just wants to open that. Just open many keys in the word of God and God is so good. We thank God for, for the seals, amen. Now we can read the Bible, it becomes a new book, amen. It's a book of love. Bless you richly and make that become a reality for us, the integrity of the heart and uh, integrity of the token, amen. Genesis 3. Genesis 3, verse 16, and then we go to Mark eleven twenty four. 24. Genesis 3, 16, it uh, sounds like a bit negative. And, uh, God is uh, giving them what happened because of the fall. So is He telling them unto the woman? To the woman, He said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception, in sorrow that shall bring forth children. And thy desire shall be to thy husband, and it shall rule over thee. And I want to emphasize this evening, thy desire shall be to thy husband. Mark 11. can still hear the Bible turning for those who still have the old way of turning into the Bible and uh, once it's quiet then I can read. Don't stop at the wrong place though, <laughs> just to avoid the noise you can continue searching. Mark 11:24. therefore I say unto you what things whatsoever ye desire when ye pray and believe that you receive them. And you shall have them. And when you stand praying, forgive if you have aught against any, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. Sometimes forgiveness is one of the hardest things, because sometimes it uh, affected the part that has been yourself you have been involved something that was dear to you or something happened to you and uh, just tremendous how the bible still uh, emphasizes on that you can't have faith without forgiveness it's important to forgive let's pray once again father may you bless your word we have opened a precious word of god there's a promise in the bible in the revelation You are already blessed by the fact that you can hear and you can read the word. Father, we are already blessed just by reading these precious words. Many people don't have this opportunity just to read the love letter from you. Thank you, Father, for that. May you bless the Lord, the remainder of the service. Help me to stay away, Father, and just to communicate. A little thought that had in my mind, you know, sometimes how you feel led to speak on something else because other scriptures just becomes like blank, only one st- stands up, but sometimes I feel like I have to go just in that direction. So Father, forgive my frailties and just help me to deliver a little thought that I have in my mind. Pray like this in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Can I have your seat? I would like to talk this evening, as I mentioned, about the bride's desire. A desire is a, the dictionary will say desire is a wish, it's something you would like to have, something you would like to see happening, so it's a desire, but I don't want to focus maybe this evening on that aspect only, but I want maybe to go on the thought that A desire is deeper, it's a stronger desire. It's a longing, something that you are yearning for to see be accomplished. So it's not only a wishful thought, neither it's just a simple request that you make and say, this is my desire, can you just give me? And then that's it. That's more than that. The desire I want to focus for the bride, it's a longing, it's an earnest desire, it's a strong, persistent desire. It's actually the goal, it's your aim, it's your, what you are focusing on, amen? And uh, you know, we're talking just about desires, we can see desires, it's very close, if you take it just at the at light surface, it's close to what we call intentions, you know, I had the intention to do this, I had the intention to do that, or I intended to do that thing or that thought, but the prophet says, no, the hell is full of good intentions. The bride is not going just by good intentions, not, we are not living by good intentions. I, I wish I could do that, or I th- or thought I could do that, that's not what we are being driven by. We are driven by, by something stronger, amen? And the prophet says his intentions are good, in the first chronicle one, I'm just reading trying to do God a service without being the will, says, but God does not give us merit on good intentions. There is only one way to serve God, and that's by doing his will at his command. And God being sovereign, there is no one to tell him what to do or how to do it. He does it the way, he knows the right way to do it. That makes me feel good, and it ought to make all of us feel good, and I'm sure it does, amen? For one would have it coming this way, one have it going that way, one the other way. You you see, many different ways, many different intentions, many different things you can, people can rely on, but we want to go God's way. I want God's way to be my way. And I believe that's what you also intend. You want God's way to be your way. You know that the desire defines the nature of something. If you see if you see what the what the animal, what the dog is desiring, or what the, de- the dog wants is different for what the pig wants, different for what the bird wants, the desire of something defines the nature of that thing. Amen. But sometimes you use the term thirst, sometimes you use the term the, the term the term the term character. All that is related, I would say, to some extent to the, to the, to the, to the concept of desire. Because the desire shows the nature. And the nature has certain characteristics, amen? The nature has certain characteristics because of the nature that you have a thirst for something, that you have a desire for something, amen? So the desire, the desire shows what is really inside of you. It shows your real nature. So if it, the desire shows the real nature, I believe it's important to see the importance of the desire, amen? The desire becomes a checking point for each believer. The desire becomes the place where you can look at it and say, oh, if I desire this, then there is a nature behind it that is Looking for that thing that I'm desiring, Amen. But prophet will say death does not change. That the death does not say death doesn't do anything to a man, but change his dwelling place. Doesn't change your nature. Means If death doesn't change your nature, it means your nature, it means the desires don't change after death. You can't rely, on okay, oh, i all dead, and when I'm going to rapture, then I will have different desires. No, your desires have to change while you are still on this side. So you have to check your desires to match what God's desire is, amen. Doesn't change prophecy, doesn't change your faith, doesn't change nothing in you but your dwelling place. So which a way your nature is this morning. If you are a doubter of God's word, you will be a doubter over there. I don't care how holy you are, how you live or how good you live, that it wouldn't change. you won't be to die, just your dwelling place. And if you can't accept the whole word of God, the way it's written, you wouldn't do it there. So don't worry, you won't be there. Oh, it's a little bit hard, but I believe the bride is talking the bride will be there. Amen. But it's talking for those who don't accept the whole word, the whole word of God won't be there, because your nature cannot be changed just by your death or just because you are being resurrected, but it means inside of you have to accept the word of God here, the message recognizing your day and his message. Amen. In the, in the message of future home, he'll emphasize again on that. He says, we find out here over in Revelation there, it's saying, the kings of the new earth will bring their honor and glory into it. In the earth, you see, the new Jerusalem is sitting on this earth. See, it just change. You are the same man in that you was when God called you same woman. But you see what he did? It was a regeneration. Are you with me this evening? It was a regeneration. The old life passed away. The old desire has passed away. Amen. When you used to like to drink and cast and fast and stew and run around and immoral, that thing just died. Amen. See, but now you are used, and you were set, you was Satan's in instrument, now you are redeemed. That's what the world will be in the same way, redeemed, a new heaven, a new earth, Just like you, you are a new creature. Amen. And the Greek word here that anybody knows said you are a new creation. A new creation in the same old temple. So you are the same. We are the same temple, the same people. Some people know you. Your facial facial characters and traits have not changed. But the inside has changed. Because the inside has changed, it manifests itself by the desires that you have. Amen. Do you agree with me? Amen. I'm going to be very simple this evening, but I just want to put a, a thought in your mind that can stay with you, amen. That's my, my desire just to help us to refocus a little bit. That's why I want to speak about it. So Psalm 23 sorry, Psalm 73 says, he's talking about the desires. He says, "For I was envious at the foolish." But when I, when I saw the prosperity of the wicked, and um, David will go through that, some of would go through that and show the things he used to envy, and then at the end he realized, okay, that was actually a wrong desire that I used to have towards those things. Because when I see the end of it, I see that it, I, I didn't need any of desiring of any of those things. He says, so foolish was I, in verse 22, foolish was I. And ignorant, I was as a beast before thee. Nevertheless, I am continually with thee, that hast holden me by my right hand, that shall guide me with thy counsel, and afterward receive me to glory. Whom have I in heaven by thee? There is none upon earth that I desire besides thee." That's David express, expressing what was in his heart. My flesh and my heart fell, but God is the strength of my heart. Amen. And my portion forever. For, lo, they that are far from thee shall perish, that hast destroyed all them that go warring from thee. But it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God, that I may declare all thy works. Amen. You can you agree with the word of God this evening? Proverbs 13 says 13:19 13, says, "The desire accomplished is sweet to the soul." We'll just go quickly through this. Proverbs 19 says, "The desire of a man is his kindness." And then Isaiah 53, and I just want to emphasize on that, He says, "For for he shall grow up before him as a tender plant." And as a root out of a dry ground, he hath no form, no comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. The natural look at it, that Jesus Christ, the appearance, maybe there's nothing you can desire him. But once you know his character... It's his character that attracts the bride, amen. Once you know his character, you desire him more than anything. The world, for the world is despised and rejected of man, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteem him not, amen. But that's one we are going to be talking about here. We're going to be talking about the perfect husband, and his earthly bride. If you look at the marriage, and I'm going to really to be on the spiritual realm, so I'm not trying to be on the spiritual realm. And but I think we can draw a parallel there. The first fall, if you look see at the first fall, the first marriage that was instituted was between Adam and Eve. But if we look at the first one, we see that the first fall started with a desire. If you look at Eve first, first we have to see where Eve came from in Genesis. In Genesis 5, it says, this is the book of generations of Adam. In that day that God created man in the likeness of God, made he him. Male and female created him and blessed them and called their name Adam in the day where they were created. So Eve didn't have a personal name, her name was included in Adam. The name of Eve was in Adam because identity was in the husband. So identity was of Eve was found in, in, in Adam. If you want to know Eve, you have to know Adam. You have to know Adam. If you see what Eve is thinking, you have to see what Adam is thinking. What, Eve, what Adam is thinking has to be the same thinking of Eve, because that's the same person, amen. I that's what I call the same name, Adam. Adam, Eve cannot have her own identity, can have her own thinking, cannot have her own, if you go further in our subject, cannot have her own desire. Her desire is Adam's desire. The same thing for the bride. The bride they cannot have her own identity, you cannot have your own name, you cannot be in another denomination, you cannot just be on, oh I just put a, a, a name on me, I'm just a message believer. No, that's not enough. You need to have your identity in Christ. Amen. Amen? You have to have your desire in Christ. Amen? Your mind has to be, and my mind has to be the mind of Christ. Amen? In the Genesis, if you go actually further, you see Brother Adam, what Brother Barnum is actually saying. He says, uh, Cain was not part of Adam. You cannot see Cain in the generations of Adam. The serpent seed is just so clear in the Bible. Once the seals have been opened, we can see clearly what what, 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 what the serpent seed clearly in the word of God. Genesis 2.20 says, And Adam gave names to all cattle and to the fowls of the air and to every beast of the field. But for Adam there was no found and help meet for him. And the Lord caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam and he slept And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord had taken from Adam made a woman and brought her unto the man. Those things we know, but you see that, just because I'm going to where, and you already know where I'm going. So actually, he took Eve, he took Adam and made him sleep, and he took a rib out of him, and he comes and presents Eve to Adam. He comes and presents Adam. To Adam. So when it comes to present Eve, we call Eve, present to Adam. Eve does not have, cannot say, you know, I'm now completely independent from you, Adam, so I do my own thing and you do your own thing. No. Even though they were in separate bodies, there was still one mind and one spirit before the fall. I believe that's why God could even come back and say, you know, your desire cannot be your own desire. Still, even in the stature of of a fallen stature, your desire has to be the desire of your true husband. Amen? Amen? And the type for the bride, she cannot have your own desire. But I don't see the Lord Jesus. I feel like I'm independent. I feel like I can do my own thing. You cannot do your own thing. Your mind has to be God's mind. Your thinking has to be God thinking. That's why we thank the Lord that now the word of God has been opened. Now we know the thinking of our husband. That's why this Eve cannot fall because she has the mind of Christ. Oh, I just love the word of God. They continue, says, And the rib which the Lord had taken and he brought unto the man and then, Adam said, this is now born of my bones, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. You see, from the other animals, it was just association. We take one partner and one partner and make them together. Oh, you can live together. You can take one animal, female and male, take different parts of the earth and put them together. You live together. I was just sharing that with my wife one time. Can you see how the pigeons can stay so faithful to each other? They're just animals, but they're not even part of one another. They took one here, one here, but they put them together. But they stay so faithful to each other. How much more Christians who know that the woman comes from them, how we should stay so close together and remain faithful to one another. If we could have the revelation more than the pigeons, there would be great things among our marriages. Amen. This was not my note, but uh, I think it's good. But it was different from the woman she was taken completely from. No wonder the Proverbs say, hatred have a beginning, so it has to have an end. Love at no beginning, so it has no end. Hatred is forever. Love is eternal. Hatred begins and hatred will end. Love never did begin and it will never will end. So it was eternal. So when a man loves a woman and marries her because she's just pretty, there will be an end to that. But when a man finds a woman that he loves, he does not know why, but he loves her. She finds a man that she loves no matter what he looks like. Amen. He loves her. And she loves him that an eternal mate in glory... He says, "There's no nothing else can ever separate them because they are from eternity, and they stepped out in the space of time and they returned back to eternity. That's how, no matter how the appearance of the flesh out could be, but once you love the Lord Jesus Christ, you love Him because that love comes from eternity and is bringing us back into eternity. And as they stepped out in the space of time and return back to eternity, eternity has." drawn. Drop down in a body, cold time, and goes right back up into eternity again. It cannot perish. A woman that's beautiful, that beauty will fade, just as sure you give it a few years. Paul will pick it up, this thought. will pick it up, what is happening in Genesis, and it says in Ephesians 5, and I just want to start by Ephesians 5.32. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. So when he was talking in the previous verses there, he was actually relating even to the greater mystery which is concerning between Christ and the church. Now we go to the verse 20 to He says, So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies, he that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherishes even as the Lord of the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one. What a condescension, amen. Came down in order for us to be completely one. So when you see event for the bride here, when God is presenting, the Bible says he'll present himself a bride, he'll present the bride to himself. When he's presenting the bride to God, he's not presenting a different individual, he's presenting himself to himself, that's why it's the bride coming of Jesus Christ is himself presenting to himself. Amen. That's why we believe that the bride, she's completely him because she's part of him. That's why the prophet will emphasize many times she has to be the word in order to be united with the word. Because she is him. Amen. He's presenting himself to himself. Amen. Now you see why her desire can only be turned towards him, amen, because she is him, amen. So it's not like a selfish thing, oh why, why should I be subject to him? No, you are subject to him because it's you, amen. It's like your body following your own mind. You are part the body and the head has to be together. So for her, it's not a problem to be subjected to the head because the body and the head are one person, one thing, one unity. Amen. Are we together so far? Now, when we talk about desire, it's not always everything that you might be desiring that might come true. I'll give that with one example. Election is not your desire. It's God's desire. You and I did not choose our family. We did not choose our country. I hope we could have chosen some of our family's members to be part or not to be part, but we were just in that family. We didn't choose the color of our eyes. We didn't choose the form of, I, cho- I thought I've, I don't want to go that, but. Many things I would have chosen different. <laughs> it. But it didn't depend on what I wanted what I desired today. It's completely by election. God decided and God made it so. And I just thank God that it has been so. Amen. The same thing how we are Christian, the prophet says, how many Christians here and the people who raise their hands says you are not a Christian by your desire you are a Christian by God's desire yeah. you might think it's by my own desire I've been desiring this I've been looking for it I've been searching for this it's actually not your desire It's God's desire before the foundation of the world. He had that desire that you become a Christian, and God's desire has to be fulfilled. It's God's desire that has to be accomplished. What you have, what you and I have just said, or have done, is actually aligning ourselves with God's desire. Once we find God's desire in your life, then you realize, oh, this has always been God's desire. Why well, now I understand why I've been yearning that all this time? Oh, thank God for responding to my desire, but thank God for responding to your own desire. Amen. Amen. No man can come to me except my father draws him first. You were elected by God before the foundation of the world to be a Christian. That's the scripture, the prophet continues, in this great warrior, David. And say Jesus said, No man can come except my father calls him. First thing you were elected, call. Then when God he elected you, then he called you, and you heed it to his call. Then he poured the anointing oil. Anointing oil on you, the Holy Ghost. When the cruise of all, what does the holy represent in the Bible? The Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. I'll continue there. So the first, your first, your nature, your first. Your nature or your thirst you head was God's desire. The fact that you already had a thirst for God, it was already a great miracle. The fact that first in the natural way, the natural birth is already a great miracle because you are one in a million that could make it. The fact that you are alive, you can already thank God that you are alive because there are many millions and millions who died in order for you to have you here. It already got a miracle in your life. That was already a great miracle that he chose you to be alive. Now the second greatest miracle, he put something inside of you that could respond to his desire and says, God, here I am and I want to follow your word. Amen. Sometimes we feel that, that things be diluted with many things that happened in our lives. But remember, it's only a portion of time that happened here. We come from eternity. We have been dropped into time. But we are going back into eternity. The love that we had at the beginning, the love is election. He expresses his love. Now we are going back to him. Amen. So... Once you realize that you are part of that great mystery of marriage and relationship with God, it just stirs your heart and you start going into a walk with God and it becomes a reality in your life. And that's the part I want you to emphasize a little bit here. You don't need to emphasize on you that you cannot flirt with any other man because you understand in which kind of relationship you are in. Amen? So the woman who can understand the pool, who understand that relationship, there's no need to start emphasizing. no, you cannot do this, you cannot do that because it's your marriage. It's my relationship. It's my walk with God. I'm part of Him, Amen. Amen. And the prophet will say that many times. I'm going to take really my time to see. Is it okay? We're just talking. I'm not going to be too deep, and but and those things are simple. And we are living a different level of lives. Many have been living the message for many years. Or some just started. Some in the middle. So uh, I'll try to be a little bit at the bottom. So we leave all the 99 that are very good. Let's just focus on one today. Is it okay? The proverb says, Now here's the legalist side. Now, my wife, I'm going to lay down the law down to you. If you flirt with any man while I'm gone, when I come back, you are a divorced woman. I don't want you making eyes. Don't you want flirting You understand that? I'm your husband. If you do it, I'm going to put you away when I come back. Then she reaches and gets me by the tie. And I like that part. And say, my good man, I want to tell you something. See, if you make eyes at any woman and take any woman out and flirt with any woman, you are going to be a divorced man when you come back. Now... Wouldn't that be a happy home? That legalist. You can apply if you want. If it works for you, good luck. (laughs) Now, the other side is, if I go otherwise and I make a mistake, go over and say, now look, I'll take this woman out. It's all right with my wife. She doesn't care. My wife say, I'll go out with this man. It's all right with Bill. Doesn't care. If I don't care... There is something wrong with me. I don't love that woman right. That's why an evangelist can come and speak. So you cannot do that. You cannot do that. Because if you just say it's all right. You are elected. It's fine with you. You go in the rapture. Everything is okay. Do whatever you want. There is something wrong. If it's really a relationship, you cannot live that kind of life. You, 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 cannot, you, cannot, you cannot accept certain things in a, in, to come into that marriage that you have with God. Something has to be corrected. He says, if she doesn't care, there is something wrong with her. She is my wife. I don't want other man fooling with her. She is my wife. Now, the correct way of it is there, there is both of them has got the truth, but not the exact truth. Now, if I go overseas and go... Uh, just, I want to skip there. It says, though she would forgive me, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't hurt her for nothing. Though I know she would forgive me for it, I don't want to hurt her. That's the way it is with God. If a filial love, which is human love, fellowship love, can make a man feel that way about his wife, what about agapao love, the Greek word meaning the love of God? How will that make me do about Jesus Christ? I, as long as I want to go do it, it's in my heart to do it. Whether I say as long as it's in my heart to do it, I go do it. Legalism won't let me do it. It's because I know that I get punished for doing it. But the real truth of it is, is when the love of God comes into your heart till you want to do it, that's the truth of it. There is two schools, not legalism other. Occasionally, it's both. He's talking like this, marriage and divorce. But he put a good parallel there, a good balance on everything. Amen. So God's desire, when you have love for God, God's desire becomes like an order for you, because you love Him so much. Amen. We were made for Christ. Christ was not made for us. That's why we try to do today in our textbook is try to make God's, which is Christ, suit. But our, our opportunity we try to make Christ suit us instead of us trying to make ourselves suit the word of God. Amen. Can you imagine a woman kissing another man and then say to her husband that she loves him? In the book of Corinthians actually say that. You cannot flirt with the world and be husband to the word of God. Don't even be a Christian who is not sinning because of the lack of the opportunity the kiss of saying, Lord, I love you, not no other desire. Listen to this. This morning I was talking, I thought, now in closing, I thought, is what is any sweeter in a man's life? What is any sweeter than to come home when he's tired and weary? with his little bucket in his hand from working all day and plowing and whatever he might be, to walk in and have a lovely wife to meet him at the door, sit down on his lap and a minute and brush his, his brow a little and kiss him on the cheek and put arms around him and say, Dear, I know you are tired, you have worked so hard, give him consolation. How that he knows that that arm is around him is absolutely his, it's his. Never is it around the other man, any other desire, or any other desire. The kiss that is on the cheek is from real, pure, holy heart that just loves him and him alone. How it makes you, I know makes you stick your chest out and say, I'm not tired after all. This is the natural, but... Put it in a spiritual realm. Certainly God loves when you come and say, God, I love you. God, I want to spend a little bit of time with you. Lord, I want to know a little bit about you more. Just think about Malcolm, Lord, I want to know you more. Lord, I want to know you more. I want to tell you something, but if that kiss is placed on this cheek and he hasn't confidence, it might not have been on some other man's cheek. What if them arms around him has embraced everybody and still desiring to do the same? It won't mean very much. There is not much health there. Why? I don't care if my wife would never comb her hair, if she doesn't wear a pretty dress or never. She would be my sweetheart. I admire her because of her loyalty or virtue, what she is, that's what she is, what she is, that's what she is, and by a Christian man, and by a Christian man and woman that what we are in the sight of God is not because that we can go to the best church or we can dress best or we can get in this neighborhood or we can do this or we can ride in this or we can do this or that. It doesn't have one thing to do with it. It's the virtue of our loyalty and our love to Christ. That's the birth. That's the thing that comes. Corinthians book, uh, Corinthians book of correction. Can you imagine that what actually Eve did? She failed because of her desire. In Genesis three six, it says, "When the woman saw that the tree was good for, good for good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, you see, she had a desire for that. She took of the fruit thereof and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat." Can you imagine? And it just struck my heart. Can you imagine Eve came actually to Adam and told him, You know, husband, this fruit is nice. It's nice to be desired. For though I have the revelation, how can you be bold enough to come to your husband and describe it to your husband that it's nice? If she had first told Satan, I will first ask my husband. You are telling me something I can desire. I need to ask my husband first. But unfortunately in the spiritual realm, sometimes that's what we do. Whatever you do, and after that you come, Lord, I love you. A kiss from you. The pleasure that you're having is not the pleasure for the father, for the husband. You need to have the desire of the husband. Your desire has to be turned into the Word of God. Your desire is into Christ. It's not your own thing, it's not your own thinking. Your desire is towards Christ. Does it sound negative, but it's not negative, amen? just want to focus here because... Okay, let's just keep going. Your talk towards your talk, your obedience, what pleases God is actually the obedience. What pleases God, what it pleases God to find his children obedient to his own word. It pleases God to manifest himself through his subject, for God is spirit. What pleases God is to have faith. You cannot please God without faith. Amen. You cannot please God without faith. It's faith. It's because of faith that you can please God, because without faith it is impossible to please Him. For he that comes to God must believe that He is, and He is a reward of them that diligently seek Him. I would say in the terms that we can go here, a little bit in our terms, if I can put a few examples. You can't be mistreating your wife and talk towards her like she's an inferior being. And then you come to the altar and you are kissing the old Lord. It doesn't work that way, brothers. Your pleasure is not God's pleasure. The same thing for the wife, you cannot come and please yourself when, or anybody, or brothers or sisters, being and pleasing yourself when criticizing others, if you know that one of the signs of backsliding is actually when you see someone criticizing others. It becomes a negative thought that becomes, and if the negative thought don't take care of it, it becomes a poison. So anything that comes like that, the thing you have to do is, I don't want that desire my desires towards my husband. The person having a visitation of the serpent like that in the Garden of Eden need to tell the second, they need to tell the serpent that stop right there because I'm going to tell first my second Adam. This Eve cannot fall because she has a relationship with God. If you can hunt, if you don't remain, if you don't, if you are not sensitive to the Holy Ghost. When you're doing something wrong, there is a danger right there. Because you have to be sensitive enough to the Holy Ghost that if something you do that is wrong, you have to feel that tick in the heart to say there is something wrong. Those who have experience with God, they know what it is. Sometimes you don't even know what it is. Like, what have I done? What's wrong? You don't you're wondering what's wrong here. But what is that is the thing that God has put inside of you that can be sensitive to the voice of God and tell you that something is wrong. Maybe I said the wrong word to my brother. Maybe I said the wrong word to my sister. Sister, forgive me. The way I talked, it was not right. It happens sometimes to the little child. You can can do something. Then you just, oh God, I, I feel like something has missed there. What is that? It is the thirst that God has put inside of you that can respond to that. It's God's grace. Amen. You can't be subject to your husband. And you can't, if you're not subject to your husband and claim that you are a Christian, there is a problem there. How can you bring that in prayer to God? Young people. Maybe young, not too many young people. If this message was good for young people, but... Young people, when you know the struggles that you go through and you go through struggles of young people, and I have been there myself, and you go through those uh, different kind of struggles. But let me give you a secret don't feed the black dog. Don't feed the bad dog. The more you feed him, the more he becoming more preeminent, preeminent than the other ones. What you need, you need to feed the white right dog with the right kind of food. That's the way you're going to overcome. Because the two desires are different. Your desire is towards God. So you need to feed that desire with the word of God. The Holy Spirit feeds only on the word of God. That's why in the message, the Invisible Union message, the prophet insists on the first husband has to die. All our desire has to be towards your husband. But if your first husband is still alive, your desire will be towards him. That's why he has to die. How can you still love the things of the world? It means you still love the old husband. He has to die. Your desire has to be towards the new husband. That's why the prophet, like this quote, the prophet says, I did not realize the time is running out, so I need to put a bit of accelerator here. Is it okay? The world and worldliness, the prophet says, Do you think a church being built on that Let the world creep in? Let the world creep in. Why? Certainly it roused the indignation of a real true servant of God. It's wrong. Let's get the thing out of there. Listen to this. Get away from this old, lukewarm, halfway. Say a little prayer in the morning, a little prayer at night. And go to bed and get up the next morning. No wonder we are getting worldly. No wonder the world is creeping into the church because we don't stay in prayer. How come I don't have that desire anymore? There is a problem. If you don't have a desire, there is a problem. Those who are married, can you think that you come home and your wife says, I don't feel like talking to you. You are in big trouble. You better sort out things But sometimes that's how we do to God. I don't feel like praying. In other words, I don't feel like talking to you. Oh God, help my desire to be turned into my husband's desire. The prophet says, there's no more agonizing. There's no more staying before God. There's no more digging out, cleaning out. We need an old-fashioned revival. We just pull ourselves. We are the assemblies. We are the Pentecostal. We are the oneness. We are the trinities. We are this or that. We don't have nothing to do with the other group. That's where the Spirit leaves you right there. When you get that in your mind, brother, you just might as well go back to the altar because at the place you belong. That's right. That's how worldly scripts in. Let's forget about it. Let's put our affections on Christ and, and look to Christ and Him alone. Amen. And have fellowship one with another while the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. If he come to Mark today, every one of us without a fault, he will be who will be, who will he mark? Father, the how the hour, the hour has come. Well, the thing is, sometimes we and 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 it is a burden in my heart because I've I've and it really struck my heart and I prayed a lot and I pray for pray for the things that I've seen. I've seen some of my friends, the message going back into the world. And it uh, just struck my heart that when the thought came to me like we sang together, we prayed together and I go back to the world then I'm wondering where it went wrong. What happened along the way? I believe the desire for the world was still there. And sometimes we if we don't pay attention, is we don't see that our desire has not changed. Yeah. It's just the opportunity to do the same things that is not there. But the desire is still there. I know I'm talking, I'm, I'm talking to you, I'm just talking to one person here. How would you, after confessing the truth, have the same desire for the same thing? How can you enjoy the same thing? When it was happening, were you able to go and come back to God? Say, God, look at this. What what was the attitude? Was it the attitude of Eve? Look, this is pleasurable. So, Adam, it's pleasurable. God, it's pleasurable. No. Lord, where is my desire? The Holy Ghost, the proof of the Holy Ghost is the change of desires. Amen. The proof of the Holy Ghost don't just say, I confess that I'm a believer. No, the proof of the evidence is you see the old desires, and today you don't have the same desires. You see, if you see, see you, maybe you used to like music and everything. Yes, it's still there tempting and everything, but you don't have a desire to say, oh, I can enjoy it again. You cannot enjoy it. The desire is not there. You cannot enjoy it. But if you still think that you can enjoy it, you are in dangerous ground. God, help me. Kill that desire for the things of the world. Change me from the inside. It means something inside is still desiring that thing. There's something wrong. God is not condemning you, but just asking you, you know, you can go higher a little bit in my relationship with me. Because you have been low. now you can go a little bit higher. You come from me, and I want you to come back to me. Don't stay in that stage there. Don't just be complaining there with the same old desires. You can't be in the message for 10 years and have the old desires. No, the desires have to change. Otherwise, there's something wrong. How can you entertain the old desires? Sorry for that, but... If there is no desire to pray, you won't enjoy praying. If there is no desire to come to church you won't enjoy church. If there is no joy, desire to fellowship, you won't enjoy that fellowship. If there's no joy, if there's no desire to hear the word of God, you won't enjoy hearing the word of God. So the key is the desire. And the key, by God's grace, the key to a quick checkup. It's a quick checkup. God, do I still desire that? If there's still a little desire, God kill that desire. It means there is still something wrong inside of me while I have the breath of life. God remove that desire. I don't want to entertain that desire. I don't want that desire to grow. I don't want desire to stay there. You there is power in the blood of Jesus Christ to remove that desire. Second Corinthians 5:14. For the love of Christ constrains us. It's the love of God that constrains us. Can you see a young girl, before she's engaged, she has different plans. She has different ambitions. Brother Anton can express to that. He's going through that. She has different plans. She can detail to her parents, you know, I have this, I have this. After I finish my high school, I have this, I have this, I have this. But once she falls in love... All our plans are completely scrambling. The parents will be, what's happening? What about your plans? My plans is now my husband. That's the same with the message. You have different plans. You have a different ambition. You have different desires. But once you understand the relationship that you are in, all your desires crumbles, all your ambitions crumbles. It becomes uh, my husband's desires. Amen. That's the love of Christ that constrained us because we thus judge if one died for all, then we're all dead. And that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Wherefore henceforth know we no man after the flesh, yet though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more after the flesh." Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. And all things of God, he has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and given us to the ministry of reconciliation. No matter how independent the woman was, once she's she's united to the husband, she doesn't have her own mind. The mind now is in Christ. The church used to be independent. The church used to have their own name. But now the headship is here. The church is bound to the headship. She has no mind of her own. Her mind is Christ. Amen. In type of Israel journey, Israel was a type of a real Christian, as you can see. He was called out. He was called out from Egypt. He crossed the Red Sea. The Red Sea, you have to see your taskmaster being dead. You have to see them being dead right there. You cannot bring the taskmaster over to Jordan. They have to die in the Nile. They have to die in the Red Sea, rather. They have to die. Your old husband has to die. Amen. But even though they died there, you see in Numbers eleven here that here the Bible says Number eleven is four it says the midst multitude that was among them fell at lasting. It means they have, still have a desire in their heart. And the children of Israel also wept again and said, Who shall give us flesh to eat? We remember the fish, and which we did in Egypt freely, the cucumbers and melons and leeks and the onions and the garlics. That was still the desire that was inside of them. That's why they couldn't cross, because they still have the same desires of old. Amen. But God wants to remove all that desire and give you new desires. Your desires have to be towards God. Then in the desert, the desert took care of them and got rid of the mixed multitude. Then they had to cross Jordan. By crossing Jordan means death to ourselves. Deaf to our own ambitions, deaf to our own character, to have the character of Christ. One of my favorite messages, Invisible Union of the Bride. The prophet says, To be in the bride, you have to be remarried to the Word of God, which is Christ. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. As long as you hold to man's tradition of denominations, you are called in God's word an adulteress. As long as you are a denominational creed seeker belonging to a denominational church that denies the word, you are an adulteress. What the Bible says. Thank God that brother, brother Ed has been in this channel. You can be in the message, but you still have a denominational mentality and denominational religion. It needs to die. You need to have the the character of Christ. You need to have the word of God. You need to have the love of God. Amen. It says here, perfection. The worshiper standing there said, yes, that should be me. But the lamb is taking my place. Brother Andrew talked about this morning. He went back out with the same desire. He will do it again just as soon as he got a chance. That's the way people do today. And I've been through that. Confess to open up myself. as Growing up in the message. The things I struggled with. I was not delivered. But by God's grace, I didn't have a chance. Until God delivered me, now it doesn't bother me anymore. So it's not to condemn anymore anybody, but to say, if you have that desire, don't entertain that desire. Say, God, remove that desire. I need to be delivered with that desire because that was part of the Old Testament. He could come to the church, he could give the same sacrifice, and tomorrow he goes again. If a chance happens, it will do the same thing. If the chance doesn't happen, it doesn't do it. But the next year, it comes, and it's still the same person. That's not the, the, the relationship with Christ. The relationship with Christ is God. I want the desire to be completely changed, and I want God's desire. Amen. They come in and confess, the prophet continues, and say, I have this, that, and the other, and go back out and turn around, Do the same thing over again. Join one church another. If this one gets a little something started, well, go to this one and that one. But what was it? The shadow of it? It was imperfect. That could never take away sin. It was a shadow of the real double cure coming. But when Jesus Christ, the Son of God, came... And died at Calvary. The worshiper once places his hands upon the head of the Lord Jesus. And knowing that the screaming and crying at the cross, that death and that vicarious suffering, he ought to pay it himself in that death of hell where he he should have went. He knows that Christ paid the place of of confessing his sin. Then what happened? What made the difference? What went out of the lamb from the blood? Went the life. The blood cell was in his hand. The life was circling the altar, but the life of the lamp could not come back on the worshiper. Though he confessed that he was wrong, the lamp took his place because the worshiper is a soul and he couldn't live as an animal. In other words, the brother Andrew put it this morning, put it this morning. So it means a higher, super, super life that can come back into the worshiper. And it is available, amen. The good news, it is available. The good news is you can cry to God, give me, I want to align myself with your desire. The same way that you have been called by the Word of God, you thought that it was your own desire. Actually, it was not your own desire. It was God's desire responding in your heart and you responded to that desire. The same way God is more willing to fill you with the Holy Ghost than you are willing to receive it. But once you come into that channel, you can say, God, I want that more, more than anything else. Then God is going to fill you with that Holy Ghost. I want Jesus Christ more than anything else. You give me 10 more minutes, amen. When you become a Christian, the prophet says, Hebrews, you say, well, brother, brother, then if I become a Christian, I can just do anything I want to. Absolutely. If you're a Christian, do anything you want to. And I'll guarantee you, you won't have any desire to do wrong. That's why people come and say, "Oh, when I was in the message, you know, I was bound. I couldn't do whatever I wanted to do. You had a problem. Right. We do everything we want to do. We, I do everything I want to do. The only thing is I do what I desire to do. That's why I do everything that I do, but I can't do anything that is outside of the Word of God, because I don't have, don't have any desire for the other thing. The problem with you is, you still have the desire underneath, you are just looking for an opportunity to express that desire, now you have expressed it, that's the problem. And we know the desire is showing the nature underneath, but my nature has been changed. I love what I'm doing, I love praising the Lord, I love coming to church, I love I love praying. That's my desire. You do anything. I've always did just what I wanted to do. If I serve the Lord because I'm afraid I'm going to hell, I'm not serving him right. If I live true to my wife because I'm afraid she'll divorce divorce me, I'm not a very good husband. Like the way he's putting it. It's not to say the bad wife, says you you need to check also what's happening to you, because I'm not a very good husband. I wouldn't hurt her for nothing, for I love her. The problem will say, Is desire, I hope that pleases the Lord, the Holy Spirit, pleases the people. It's my desire always to please God first, and then try to make burdens just as light for my fellow man as I possibly can. Since the Lord has given me his love and grace in my heart and told me that he saved me and I have such a feeling for his people, especially the sick ones, it seems to be the Lord has blessed it marvelously, praying for the people. Some of the most outstanding things that I ever read of have seen it in my heart. That's why the prophet would say, I have a desire, I'm paraphrasing, to clothe his bride with the word. It was a desire that was that was pushing him. It was that yearning that was pushing him. Amen. Oh, do you love the Lord? Yeah. I'm going to skip a few things and just go a little bit. The struggle, the struggle that we have is usually the struggle of the desire. James 4 would point to it, he says, Whence comes wars and fighting among you, come they not hence even in your last. Not war in your members, ye lust and have not, ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet have not, because you ask not, you ask and receive not, because you ask and miss that you may consume it upon your last. So the problem sometimes, it is the desires. You know, most of the time we have troubles because our desire is not matching God's desire. That's why we have problems. Saul had problems because he desired, no matter how sincere he was, but it was not matching God's desire. So what he needed to go is to find out what is God's desire in that age. And once it was revealed to him, I want you to, what you are persecuting is actually my perfect desire for this age. Then his life could align with the desire of God. Now he could find his purpose in life. Many times, sometimes we pray and we pray, we pray, but we are praying according to our own mind and not according to God's will. Sometimes we think, I can change God's mind. I can change God's mind. And the prophet in some messages, if you read, go through it, he'll say, yes, God can give you the desired heart, no matter what you're asking. You can push too much and he gives it to you, but that's not his perfect will. That's not his perfect will. You need to find the perfect will of God, that God can give you what he wants. So that's why our prayer has to be, God, reveal to me your desire and let me align myself with your desire. Let your perfect will be amen, but, but the perfect will of God is the Word of God. Once you find the perfect will of God in the Word of God, you can now align yourself with the Word of God and say, God, this is your word. that's why I'm praying with confidence because it is your word. And even for the bride now we know that the Word of God that has been revealed it is our line that we have to follow. That's why we have to stay in line with the Word of God. Amen. says, that's what about 90% of the trouble today that we try to inject into the program of God, our thinking. And we are not supposed to think at all. He does our thinking. We are supposed to surrender our thinking to his will. You understand now? And he continues. Let me just fill in this with the good examples here of a good desire. The heroes of faith, actually, most of them study with your desire. In Hebrews 11:16 16, says, But now they desire a better country that is in heavenly, wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he had prepared for them a city. You see, in Jacob, he had a desire for the birthright. God put a desire inside of him, and to show that he was really elected, he had a desire that was matching God's desire. So once he found that it was the will of God, that desire, he didn't understand where it was coming from, but that's what God put inside of him, and it was matching God's desire. That's what I want you this evening to just reveal to you, God. May God give you the desire. May God give me his desire, amen, the bride's desire. You see, the love of God is mutual, and God loves us. In Song of, in Song of Solomon 7, it says, I am my beloved, and his desire is towards me. So my desire is towards God, and God also loves me. <laughs> oh, what a wonderful thought. Don't have time to go to that, but. Psalm 27 says, Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord, All the days of my life. That's why in Revelation 22, the husband will say, surely I come quickly. And the bride will respond with her heart, amen. Even so, come Lord. That's the desire of the bride. You see in Esther, Esther 2, 13 says, Then thus came every maiden unto the king. Whatsoever she desired was given her to go with her out of the house of the woman unto the king's house. But Esther's desire was not in the things, the possession and all the gifts or different things. Her desire was the husband. I want the king. That for the bride, the same thing is not the gift and different things. The desire for the bride is I want the Lord. Give me Jesus. It's more than anything else. Amen. Give me Jesus. The musicians can come. Christ has vindicated his word which attracts the people. It doesn't attract the people at churches that are attracted by big denominations and big doings and great big carries on and fancy things. But the word of God attracts the bride of Christ. Character There never was a character like Jesus Christ... It lives in you and manifests himself. We see it true. It's not worldly beauty of him that attracts his bride. It is his character, the character of the church that Jesus looks for. That's where it's big. That's where it's big buildings, where it's great denomination, where it's big membership. He promised to meet with wherever two or three are gathered together. Truly, that's where the true believer rests his hope, is upon that word of God being vindicated in truth, what it is. Choose by His word, not a worldly-loving group. They hate that. While the true bride attracts the attention of God by keeping His word, the choosing of the bride. Do you love Him this evening? All I want to be is Jesus. All I want to see is Jesus. stand together. Oh, I know the time is when everything but how old we may for the holy cause you him this evening lord this is my desire just to worship you you need to help me on that one would you play Lord I want to know more just um, softly Lord I want to know you more Proverbs say Lord is my desire in my heart tonight according to your will he's asking if it is then you think of it then if you think of it you desire and check it with God's program say that's it Just take a little inventory now. You sisters, with all your good faith and hope, just think of it. If I really obeyed God, really, where is my desire? Say, Brother Banam, I still do these things. I feel good, I feel happy. But where is your desire? Just believe that this evening, that just a little bit of check. God, where is my desire? What is my longing? What is something I yearn for? What is the most important thing in my heart? If it's not you, it's time to come to the altar of your heart. God, I want you to be my desire. All my desire towards my spiritual husband. That's what I desire. It's no time to play church anymore. It's too late now to play church. Time to look for God's life. Father, Lord Jesus Christ, wherever that desire, just raise your hand to Him. Lord, I want you more. I want you more, Lord. Lord Jesus Christ, you see those hands raised. Father, Lord, I desire in our heart. We just want to know you more. Just want to live for you. Give you everything that we have. For you, Father, we have given us a precious message. Oh God, it's God's revealing His secret to His bride. The prophet will say it's like a young man when he's telling this secret, whispering secret to the wife to be. That's what you have told us, Father. In that relationship of husband and wife, we thank you, Father. This marriage is happening right now. As we are in this relationship, in this invisible union, Father, let our heart, our desire to be completely turned to you. Completely turned to you. Father, if there is anything still lingering, God, may you take it away. May you remove it. Lord, we want to know you more. We want to live with you. Walking with you. To be like you. Reflect you, Father, in all things expressing the nature of christ thank you father for your presence forgive me father if i've said anything correctly maybe incoherent forgive me father just want to pray oh god for our loved ones for our friends and people father oh god we are not sure anymore oh god just pray oh god would you please just touch them oh lord why mercy is still here the blood is still there would you please reveal yourself, Father? This is not a cult, this is not the forcing, this is not like we say it's not holding on the neck, say you have to do this, We have to. If you don't do this, you go to hell. That's not that. It's a greater father. We have that relationship of love. Father, would you just touch them in a special way? Thank you, Father love you Lord we give you the glory and the honor in Jesus Christ